0: welcome to the second ever pro football jokes podcast it's time for us to make some jokes and drink some coats uh, i'm your host ox uh, and i'm joined here by Jemp 3220 uh how you doing Jemp?
1: oh man it is so good to be back on the pod i uh, got a new mic and i'm ready to do this thing oh great you sound much better
0: uh, and now we also have pep the Chep. uh how the pep are you
2: I'm pepping around, man, and I'm ready for our second episode ever. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about, so let's just get her going after you introduce last, but not least.
0: <laughs> yes, and for his first appearance on the Football Jokes podcast, we have Reeb, the unpaid
3: intern. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm happy to be here. Sorry I missed out on the, the first one. Uh, we're going to have to dock your pay for that,
0: but uh, I guess... Uh, You'll have to live with that, just like Le'Veon Bell
3: does.
2: (laughs) Um, Happy to be here, unpaid, but part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is our season preview show. We are going
0: to go through all 32 teams somehow in a podcast that we don't really know what the length is, but hopefully it's not too long.
1: No, we're going to do 32 in 32 with 32. Very excited. Uh,
0: Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot your little uh, catchphrase there, Jack.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> but I appreciate you sharing. Um, so we're going to start, uh, move right into it. Let's start with the AFC East. We kind of touched on this last week, so we're going to move through this division pretty quickly. But why don't we get it started with you, Jim? Uh, the You are going to start with the presumptive favorites in the division, the New England Patriots.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think we all can agree that they are just going to go ahead and continue their dominance in this division. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this, but I just had a couple points I wanted to to hit with you guys. First uh, and foremost, do you think that Tom Brady is going to be the Tom Brady that we know and love this entire season?
0: I think it's hard to see him being anything else at this point. Uh, I don't think we've seen any points of decline, but maybe you guys disagree. I don't know.
2: I think uh, you know, it's kind of weird how Tom Brady works. It's like the less less weapons he has, the better he gets. Or it's just the Patriots being the Patriots and they turn anybody into somebody.
1: Yeah, they definitely have the all-white guy receiver core going for him pretty dang strong. So they continue that. I I do think the wide receivers might hurt him a little bit this year, but he's done so much with so many limited targets out there. And again, like I mean, people point to how Uh, Peyton Manning fell off a cliff so quickly, but I mean, Tom Brady hasn't had the neck surgeries that Peyton had and different things and uh, Tom, for whatever reason, I mean, Tom against time, you know, he's just going to keep on rolling. I think he'll be strong. But my last other question with the Pats uh, is, do you think their defense has gotten any better? Because last year that was really uh, what struggled. I mean, they lost their defensive coordinator. That might be a plus for them. Uh, Do you think they've really improved anything there on defense?
0: I actually do feel that they've improved quite a bit. I, their addition of Adrian Claiborne, I think he could be their best pass rusher. He has been. They the reports of, that he was their best pass rusher in the preseason, uh, and I mean training camp. Um, and they also added Danny Shelton to help that front seven. That was really the problem last year: their front seven. And they get their best, probably their best player uh, in the front seven, and Dante Hightower back from injury. Um, so I think they'll be better. I don't expect them to have any a dominant defense by any means, but just a defense that they've always had that will be able to get stops and get turnovers. Who's going to be
2: secondary to step up there?
1: Did well, they end they up losing
0: a, Malcolm Butler? Yes, they did. He is on the Titans now. Okay, but they uh, picked up Jason McCordy to be on the opposite side. For a um, second there, I was
2: thinking, is Eric Rowe their number one cornerback?
0: That might not be the have, greatest thing. They still have Stefan Gilmore uh, as their number oh, one, true. and then Jason, and Jason McCord, he is supposed to play opposite him.
1: Gilmore.
2: Devin
0: McCord yeah. and
1: Patrick Chung. <clears throat> I mean, one, one of the things you can just notice with the Patriots defense, they just don't seem to have a lot of speed, especially side to side. Uh, I mean, last year, that's kind of what really killed them. I feel like against the Eagles is they were just kind of slow. Couldn't get stops when they need to. Couldn't get much pressure. But again, like like you pointed out, Alex, I think they made a couple additions here. And I legitimately think, uh, I mean, Bill Belichick is probably more the defensive coordinator there than any defensive coordinator they bring in. But I would expect that change to be a good one for them, which is a scary thought considering I'm a Lions fan and their defensive coordinator is now our head coach. So we'll get to that when we cover the Lions.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, move along here. Uh, why don't you take it from here, Pep? Uh, you
2: have the New York Jets. Uh, the New York Jets made an intriguing move this offseason. Well, Todd Bowles specifically, he decided to opt out of his contract with the Jets. And by that, I mean, start Sam Darnold. Um, I don't <laughs> think many people have high hopes for them. And I don't think many people are picking them in their survivor leagues this week. But um Let's talk about good things about the Jets is that receiving corpse with of course the one and only Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse, Quincy Innuwa. Um they had a big loss I think this off season their running backs losing Matt Forte to retirement. Uh try to address that with Isaiah Corell, who's I wouldn't say up and down but he's had his moments and they've always got Bilal Powell there. I just don't see them I think they made a lot of lateral moves this off season. Um they signed Jermaine Johnson who could be very good for them uh they have two promising young safeties there i just don't think uh they're they're that strong enough yet to make a leap in the division although they are playing against a couple other weak teams in that division
0: yeah i like the secondary i think they still as always have no edge rushers um i think they'll uh, there there is a chance that todd bowles might stay if, if Sam Darnold shows some promise, uh, he doesn't have to win a ton of games. I think there there is a chance they might keep him
3: if they think that they're building something there with Sam Darnold. Do you guys think that, say Darnold comes out and he just looks awful in the first four or five games, is there a chance that they go back to McCown? Or are they just going to ride it out with Darnold? I honestly don't I think they can do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, the only thing they can do is say that he's hurt and so put McCown in, which teams have kind of done in the past. So, I mean, it's not out of the question, but I really think they are putting all their chips uh, into Sam Darnold, hoping that he's uh, Savior Sam and just can will uh, lead them to something, bring them some excitement. I mean, they've just been I mean, pretty relevant for a good amount of time now, and it's a oh, difficult yeah. time to be a Jets fan. They have. I think he will politics. succeed. They have the hardest opening game in the year, so it's tough to uh, start your NFL career <laughs> in <laughs> those circumstances. So nice. I wish him the best of the luck, man. It, he's not
2: <laughs> going to need it. Viggy's coming after him all game. All right. Well, uh, let's
3: – why don't you take it away, Reeb? Uh, you have the Buffalo Bills. All right. The Buffalo Bills. I am not too high on this team. <laughs> um, Wait, you're not? I, I know it's a it's surprising, Hot take. um, when John Ross torches your corners and puts on a catch like that, um, something's probably wrong. But I looked through their depth chart, and honestly, there's questions pretty much everywhere on offense. Um, Nathan Peterman starting at quarterback—that's just a joke in itself. Um, besides Kelvin Benjamin. I don't really know any notable
1: receiver that they have. I also find it tough to say Benjamin's a notable receiver. (laughs)
3: Uh, Jordan Matthews
0: notable for being fat.
3: Is Jordan Matthews still on the Bills? No. No. Yeah, didn't he go to the Patriots and then they released him? Patriots and then got cut. I honestly, I don't understand what the Bills have been trying to do with receiver the past couple years. They. What? I just I don't understand why you give up a draft pick for Corey Coleman to just not keep him. Granted, it's, it's a seventh it, round pick, so it doesn't it, matter. Well, they, but.
0: they ended up not giving it up because it was a conditional seventh. So by releasing him, they uh, didn't okay. have to give it up. But they do. He's just still burning three million into their salary cap for nothing. Oh my god! Um, so Whoa.
2: come on. <laughs> um. Hey,
3: yeah, Zay You got also got. What's that?
2: Zay Jones might break out.
3: Who? Zay Jones, he is on my <laughs> taxi squad, so I'm uh, waiting.
2: Really. <laughs> yeah,
3: Eventually. and then you also got the questions for McCoy. Is he going to play? How is this whole domestic violence case going to play out?
0: Well, it's looking like he's going to play. Um, I do, I do like their defense. Like,
3: uh, oh maybe. yeah, so do it's. I think their front seven, I think, is fairly solid. And you know, I'm a big fan of Jermaine Edmonds. hokey alum. Um but yeah. Is Kyle Williams healthy yet? Is he is he back? Um I believe he's back. I'm
0: not hundred percent positive on that. I mean, I think they're they have depth in that front in that front line. Um, and they their secondary Sean McDermott's always been good with fixing secondaries that have holes and for davis white really uh, had an incredible rookie year so i i think they have they have pieces on defense and they're just gonna have to figure out the offenses that, that won't happen this year
3: yeah i'm i'm just worried that the deficiencies on offense cannot be made up by some of the strengths on defense
0: yeah. I don't think any of us expect them to do anything. So yeah, <laughs> I will take the last team in the division, the Miami dolphins. Um, so my take on the dolphins, I kind of spoke to it last time is that they're, they really have nothing. I, I don't see it. There's nothing that excites me about this team. I think they have some, their defense also. I kind of like, I like Xavier Howard. He's could be a breakout star at cornerback. Um, but they don't have a lot of pieces to build around. Their best player in, on their team is Cameron Wake, who is 36 years old. Uh, he's been their best player for like a decade. So I not I'd, probably one of the most underrated players in the NFL like for the past decade. But it's because he's on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins don't ever do anything. And really, he they really should pick a, somebody else up that they can... I, I think there's some hope for Kenyon Drake. He really showed some promise last year, but... I don't know. Uh, do you guys believe that Kenyon Drake can keep up the success he had last year? He's never been a workhorse back until, until then.
1: I mean, I actually really, really like the kid. I think he's uh, a really good football player, and he is one of the bright spots I think they have on offense. It'll be interesting to see if having Tannehill back gives him any sort of passing game element that helps him. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think he's still got some some more in his his legs. I'm excited to see that uh but i still probably won't watch that much of the dolphins
2: um i think uh one of our competitors that i can't plug um they listed a stat that in his last four weeks he led the nfl in those four weeks in rushing last season i could be wrong there um but yeah he could probably take the one and twos. uh he could take the one and twos and then damian williams might be the passing down guy and it's an no, watch. Damien Williams is
0: no longer there. He's uh, with the Chiefs now. Well, they have Frank Gore and
2: uh, they have Kaitlin Bellage who have been drafted. I guess that shows our viewers how much I know about the Dolphins. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to all uh, Damien Williams owners out there.
1: <laughs> I mean, don't, don't sleep on Frank Gore. I, I think he's still got something left in the tank. That guy just finds a way to get a few yards. He can play all three downs. Uh, yeah, he'll play him back you know,
3: first. His hometown.
1: Yeah. I
3: don't know if he's actually from Miami, but I believe he is from Miami. That's I
0: think he chose to to play there because of that. Anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up the AFC East. Why don't we move on to the AFC North? Uh, And I think I'll start it off here actually, because I have the Pittsburgh Steelers who I think have dominated the news this week, mostly because uh, Le'Veon Bell is still not there. Uh, and it's not, then he's when we pretty much know he's not going to be there for week one and who knows how long after that. Um, I think the, I, I mean, I didn't, I expected him to be back for week one because we hadn't heard anything from him. Usually players will say, you know, I'm not going to play him with the franchise tag. Um, but we didn't hear anything from that from Bell. So I assumed he was gonna, just going to come back last year, like last year after training camp or at the very end of training camp. Um, but I, the his decision to hold out and miss games, I honestly think it, it makes complete sense. I mean, the Steelers, they're pretty much their plan was just to franchise tag him and run him into the ground. So he just has nothing left, uh, and then let him go. So, I mean, I don't really blame him for not going along with that. And he can just, if he wants to, he can just stay out the first eight games and then come back. And so he can become a free agent at the end of this year. And so he doesn't get a crazy workload and he's healthy enough to get a new contract.
3: So I really, team. I really feel like the way that the Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, the way that those holdouts ended had an effect on bell. I mean, he saw they both got what they wanted. They both got paid and, even in Mac's case, it's not on the same team, but still he got what he wanted. So I think that kind of encouraged Bell to stick with it and not come back. Yeah, the only issue is now that he cannot be
0: re-signed because he's on the franchise tag. So the the chance to extend him has passed. They have no, no... Even if they trade him, the team can't extend him. So he's basically locked in to just kind of Missing games until he chooses to come back, um, and I know, Reeb, you heard about his his offensive line <laughs> kind of trashing him. How do you I did. Uh, feel about that?
3: Um, it, as a Bengals fan, it was it was pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, it was good to hear all that stuff. I like seeing the chaos in another team for once. And, I mean, the Steelers have had such sustained success. I, I honestly I don't think it'll be a big deal. I think James Conner will come in and the O-line is going to play hard for him. And I think he's going to do a great job behind them.
2: My favorite thing um, was uh, Marquise Pouncey on Monday was telling reporters like, hey, he'll be back when he's back and he can run. You know, we know that. And he went too. Yeah, I think it's stupid. <laughs> 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 the the line. Well, is it's just- always great to get input from Marquise Pouncey.
1: <laughs> um, to think it's it's a tough spot for I mean the teammates because they want to see this guy get, get paid, what he deserves, all that kind of stuff. They kind of understand what he's doing, but at the same time, they're like, man, we're preparing for a season, for a battle, for a fight, and one of our best players, our stars, is choosing not to be with us. Uh, and so, I mean, it puts them in a, in a tough position and hurts their team with the extra dynamics that that Bell gives. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Alex, and I think that Bell is making a smart – Choice for his bodily health. Uh, we'll see if it works out well for his contract for whatever team he's on in the future. But tough spot for the Steelers. Uh, I'm with Reed that I don't mind seeing turmoil on the Steelers, but at the same time, they figure out ways to make that offense go. So uh, I mean, I'm I still think they're pretty dang dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think good points all around. Uh, why don't we take it to maybe one of these other teams can compete with the Steelers this year? Uh, so why don't you talk about your team, Reeve, the Cincinnati Bengals.
3: All right. The Bengals have put me through a lot of heartache, um, past couple of years. Um, I am high on them this year though. I honestly see a lot of talent, um, on the roster. I don't really see any weak points except for the right side of the line, but we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna ignore that power runs to the left all the time. Um, <laughs> I really think that John Ross will take a step forward because he can't really go backwards at this point. Literally got negative yards last year. Um, I think Tyler Boyd has put his run-ins with the law behind him. Um, he kind of came on at the end of last year, and it seems like he is uh, just taking that momentum into this year. Um, I think the offense looked good for most of the preseason besides that Cowboys game. Um I like Cordy Glenn, left tackle, as long as he can stay healthy. He got a little banged up in that last game, but it seemed like he was fine. It just seemed like it was a precautionary thing. Um, I like our first-round pick, Billy Price. I think I've seen that he's not allowed to pressure this whole preseason, so it's always good. I saw that the Lions, Frank Ragno, also is not allowed to pressure this whole preseason, so good job, Lions.
2: Uh, that uh, well, well, yeah, is what
1: it's, we do. Except we were <laughs> one pre preseason, but you know. No, 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 no. Do you that doesn't
2: think matter. This is uh, a defense backfield
3: one hundred percent. I'm never sure with the Bengals backfield, because I mean Bernard, he's always got to get his touches. And I mean they just drafted Mark Walton, who didn't do much in the preseason. I honestly thought Brian Hill performed better than him, but I think we waived Brian Hill. And I also think Hill changed his number to 32, so it's pretty much like Jeremy Hill's 32. still on the team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> pretty good number. It's going to help him out.
3: <laughs> um, our running game looked pretty poor, though. Um, no running back really broke any big runs. It was mostly just the passing game that looked good in the preseason. And then I think on defense, um, I know Alex has mentioned that our defensive line, I think is one of the deepest in the NFL. Um, you got Gino Atkins and I believe Andrew Billings is now starting next to him. And then Carlos Dunlap. And I don't know if Michael Johnson's starting on the other side or if it's going to be Carl Lawson. Um, but I think that is a very solid front four. And then once Burfitt gets back from his suspension for PEDs, I think him and Preston Brown are going to be pretty solid at linebacker. And... A corner, you know, we've it's been a focus for first round picks, <laughs> and I think we finally hit on one with William Jackson. So, along with Darko's Denard and Drake Kirkpatrick, I think it's a fairly solid secondary. I would hope that we have William Jackson guarding the ones, but I have a feeling Marvin Lewis is going to give Kirkpatrick seniority and have him guard the ones, and so I, I'm going to hate it.
0: I can't. I can't imagine them doing that at this point uh to me uh, the, i think they have a chance to have a top five defense i'm not quite as high on the offense as you are but i yeah <laughs> but i do, <laughs> i do think william, william jackson gave up the the lowest passer rating to opposing uh, wide receivers uh, for all corners uh, i don't think he he didn't play enough snaps to actually qualify for it but he he uh he gave up but regardless, he gave up a very low passer rating. I think mean, it was like thirty-one uh, passer rating and gave, allowed like fourteen catches. So I think he will emerge as one of the premier corners. Um, and like you said, I think the de- defensive line is as deep as anybody. That it doesn't really matter who's starting opposite Dunlap. They they're just gonna have a good rotation. I mean, Michael Johnson, Jordan yeah. Willis, Carl Lawson, Sam Hubbard. It'll be it'll be a good group.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, all all I've been hearing about this conversation about the Bengals is they have a great opportunity to lose in the first round, and there is nothing <laughs> was, better than that.
3: It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen, man. Ugh. Well, I'm trying to buy
1: into the hype.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to be more optimistic. I went through one season or multiple seasons of just pessimism with this Bengals team after that Steelers loss in the playoffs. I think... I'm ready to put that behind me. Jeremy Hill's finally off the team, so we can forget about that fumble. Pac-Man's off. Pac-Man We're just had left a nice Burf fight it, in but... the off
2: season, though. He got a good one on that guy. <laughs> <Good laughs> so, you know, he he's still, still got it. <laughs> still causing a little trouble in airports. And who is he? He's on the Broncos now.
0: Yeah, he is on the on the Broncos, joining, <sighs> joining Dilma Pecco for uh, the leader. Oh yeah, to be the heart of that defense.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: all right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I think we've spent enough time on the Bengals. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you can never spend too much time on the Bengals. True, uh, said nobody except for me. <laughs> uh, so, Jemp, why don't you uh, get us started on the Ravens here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let, let me take us way here, which I actually think is. Uh, I mean, you got to give the edge to Cleveland for interesting quarterback situation, uh, but I actually think they have a pretty good plan on what they're going to do. I think this quarterback RG3. situation with the Ravens is going to be <laughs> – RG3 is going to win it out. That was, that was my bold prediction. Now you ruined it. Uh, no, but, but you look at the, the squad that they have, and, and you can definitely see by having Lamar Jackson and RG3 there that there's a, a way that they actually want to go with that quarterback position. But yet they still feel like they owe Flacco everything after the Super Bowl run. And I'm just so excited to see not the Ravens fans turn on him in a sense because, I mean, he did win them a Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm excited for them to politely say, hey, Joe, good job. You're done and, and move away because even you hear from the team how they're talking about Lamar is that they're just so impressed with his athleticism and the things that he can do. Uh But what do you guys see for Lamar Jackson's role this year? I mean, they've talked about using him dynamically in some different sets, or do you think he'll actually get a chance to really uh, run the offense? What do you guys see for the Ravens at the quarterback? I somehow
2: managed to see bits and pieces of each of the four Ravens preseason games. And each time I saw, oh, five, five, sorry about that. Each time I saw Lamar Jackson out there, he was a little erratic, um, making, you know, showing some promise with his feet and making some plays. But I, I think He's it's definitely, definitely the right choice to kind of just let him let him sit, and you know I think RG three is RG three as a backup. So I don't know if they use Lamar Jackson outside Robert of holding the clipboard, but um, that's my take on it. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't see him playing I don't, this year. Yeah, I don't think he gets any significant time unless there's injuries.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be uh, bummed if they did not add in any sort of trick play sort of element with him. I him hope him they wide. use yeah, him. They because
0: they, because they might throw him in some wildcats um, uh, or something.
1: That, that, that's what I'm saying. Let him use some runs. Let him be a decoy. I think they'd be foolish not to because people are going to see him come in and just almost kind of freak out because he is a dynamic honest, athlete.
3: I feel like for the past couple of years, the Ravens have been just one of the most boring offenses to watch, and I think Lamar Jackson actually brings some excitement to this team, which is new, and... I just I don't know how eager they're going to be to throw him in there, though. Yeah. what Yeah, What do you guys think of
0: John Harbaugh? Do you think he gets fired if the Ravens don't make the playoffs this year? I think he's a really good coach, but I think there's a chance if he if they don't. I
1: I I actually think I mean I hope he finds another job if something happens like that because I too think he's a really good coach. Um, It's interesting to have both the Harbaugh brothers and their different circumstances, having their struggles. He's been there for a long time. I mean, obviously won the Super Bowl and has done some really good things. And they were nine and seven last year. It's not like they were abysmal, but they they want more. And unfortunately, I think I mean with Joe Flacco and just their team, I think they're set more for that seven and nine to nine and seven range, and it's gonna be tough for them to take the division away from the Steelers and actually make the playoffs. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they looked to, to make a change there and head coach. Um, and that's why I was kind of wondering if you thought it would be a desperation move that they throw in Jackson or those kind of things. But I think he actually is in, in trouble.
3: I don't think I – have, I haven't heard anything about John Harbaugh being on the hot seat or anything. And it's crazy to think that even when the Ravens have their down years, it seems like they're still flirting with playoff hopes throughout the years i mean yeah it is they're not going to it's weird to
2: say but i think they're a very stable franchise and that's kind of thanks to maybe john harbaugh but also ozzy Newsom. um he's always right, well, uh, making the right picks but not brashad perriman <laughs> but you know what i mean
0: <laughs> all right well speaking of stable franchises why pep why don't you uh take it away with the cleveland browns the star of hard knock
2: oddly enough hard knocks was not the reason they were so talked about this offseason uh you might have heard in the news they made a few acquisitions they acquired my boy in ppr jarvis landry they acquired tyrod taylor he became kind of a fan favorite there in buffalo um they made a good draft pick in denzel ward we've seen the floor for uh high draft pick corners in Cleveland as long as he just plays okay uh he'll be better than Justin Gilbert I'm sure fans will be happy with that they've got second year Jabril Peppers who seems promising and then they've got Miles Garrett of course on that offense though you know uh, I think you know everybody kind of knows but uh kind of doesn't talk about is the loss of Joe Thomas one of the best players in their franchise's history Uh, but I think I think the line will will hold up and Maybe they are a little more competitive this year. Um, You know, it's intriguing to see what Josh Gordon does when he comes back. I don't don't think he'll be a week one, you know, impact right away. Um, But there there are things to like about the team and follow David Njoku, uh, their first rounder last year as well. Um, Jamie Collins hasn't been bad for them. I thought that was a a fair trade and they paid him up like New England wouldn't. Uh, It seems to be a different mindset in the building. And I'm, I'm sure they'll I'm make sc- games a little more entertaining, at least if not a uh, breaking even and going eight and eight. I think people still don't have that high of expectations for them. and I don't, I don't think you should hold it against
3: them for that. I'm I'm scared that I'm buying into the hard knocks hype. It happened to me last year with the Bucks. I thought, you know, the Bucks were going to be a shoe in for the playoffs, and then what they win? How many games they won last year?
0: Five, they want to say. <laughs>
3: Five, five or five. six, yeah. So I'm afraid that just the way that they've edited Hard Knocks makes me think the Browns are actually better than they are. Um, I, I, but there does seem to be a lot. I, I to forgot like. to
2: mention their backfield. I think they upgraded with Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb. Duke Johnson will always be there in the passing game. It's just kind of an intriguing team to follow.
3: And Antonio, I feel like they have a very deep receiving core. Yeah, Alan, yeah, I think the they fiber. have a lot of you lot got. Talent. Yeah, I mean, you got Gordon, Jarvis Landry, Hollywood Higgins, Callaway, Duke Johnson is kind of a factor. Well, he is a factor in the passing game. Um, Njoku is also a factor. Sadly, Kajus got cut, but it's okay.
1: Well, I, I've got to say, i gotta, I got to just probably give out the first hot take of this uh, episode here. And I just truly do not think that uh, he was a good coach. So I think that's really going to hurt him this season, and I think they need to get Jack, away from
2: I don't know if anybody else agrees. Do you remember with me. when he coached the Raiders, man? <laughs> Do you remember yeah. he <laughs> took those Raiders <laughs>
0: to eight, the greatest eight, grade eight, of all time for Carson Palmer?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what
1: yeah. He I d- d- it. I, oh man, I just <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's funny. He's apparently likable. He's been able to keep that job, but man. Uh, I just do not think he's going to coach that team up. Just reading some of the stories. I mean, I think uh, Taylor is awesome for their kind of quarterback room and some leadership, but some of his things, it's like, dude, I don't think the coach is really disciplining his players and getting them ready to win ball games.
0: All right. Well, why don't we move it along because we're a half hour in here and we're a quarter of the way through the league. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> let's move on to the AFC South. Um, Reeb, why don't you get it started with the my favorite team
3: in the division, the Houston Texans? All right, the Texans. You know, I feel like the projections for this team kind of have them at a crazy high ceiling and a crazy low floor, and it seems to be centered around how Deshaun Watson plays. If he can keep up that magic from last year, which personally, I think is unsustainable, then they could be one of the best offenses in the league. And they have, I don't, top three, probably. One, one of the best D-lines in the league. Um, They do have questions at offensive line. I think that's a big concern if you're I don't think rooting you for it. Watson. Their
0: offensive line <laughs> is bad. <laughs> All right,
3: we'll go that far, though. <laughs> it's they have the
0: worst offensive line in the Gross. league there is no question but I don't care Deshaun Watts is amazing the
3: Texans are going to be good do you think like you just think he's going to be Russell Wilson levels it, does, it just doesn't matter how bad his offensive I line I is think he'll still produce I think
0: he, uh, he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson and I think he's even better than Russell Wilson
2: wow well his game against I mean, the Seahawks proved otherwise I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Alex is next week. That's
0: fair. I mean, Russell, been, Russell won that one. Russell played really well.
3: He's been a winner. He's been a winner his whole career. I mean, his time at Clemson, he is... Is he? Are they the only team that beat Alabama in the championship? I want to say they are. I feel like they are. I can't remember it. I feel like it is. So, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Alabama. He's... Probably the most win- winningest quarterback at Clemson, set a whole bunch of records. Comes into the league, I feel like he got drafted lower than I was expecting. I mean, it was still like 12, 13 yeah, but went behind Mahomes and Trubisky. That to me is just wild. Yeah, I
1: think Mahomes could be a good player, but I mean, Watson's been awesome. But again, are we just forgetting the fact that he actually had a pretty? big, I mean, non-contact knee injury. Are we just kind of assuming that there's nothing changed with him?
3: My only argument for that is that he had a... I mean, he tore his ACL in college. It was the other knee, and he still ended up playing against South Carolina with a torn ACL and threw for like... Four touchdowns.
1: I mean, th- th- those, those stories are pretty cool. I feel like in the short term, like oh man, he muscled through it. But like that kind of stuff can have a toll on you. I mean, if you ripped up both no, knees, I agree. uh, it's. I like him. I, I'm high on him. Maybe not quite as high as Axe is, but uh, I think I want him to be great. It's great for the NFL for him to be great. I just hope the Houston Texans can protect him, so he's not uh, just being thrown around.
3: I also have questions for their star defensive end jj watt is his back fully healed how much is he going to be able to play this year i mean there were talks last year that that may have been it for him yeah it's, that it's i mean tough with the
0: back injuries um but we all know they have a high ceiling they're they there are they are definitely one of the boomer bust teams uh at least people are
1: sleeping on fuller man I think Fuller's... I mean, Hopkins is obviously amazing, but I think Fuller's going to do what he did is, as long as Watson's throwing the ball and just catch, catch three passes for 70 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> All right, Lightning.
0: Alright, I'm going to take it from here. I'm going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts, who also have a quarterback coming back from injury. Uh, also a first-round pick. Um, Andrew Luck, uh, who hasn't played in over a year, thought... He was had the sold, shoulder surgery the in twenty seventeen. And we were like, Oh yeah, he'll be ready for week one. Uh wasn't ready for week one, wasn't ready for week seventeen. Uh, but now he's finally ready for week one of twenty eighteen. So maybe that's what he meant, what Jim Mersey meant when he said he would be ready for the start of the season. Um But I think the I mean the Colts they're completely devoid of talent on defense. I mean, they have Billy Cooper, <laughs> there they are. who's, who's a, I think will be a good player, but I mean, the safety carrying your team, Deval Sheard played pretty well last year, but that, that's it. They have nothing. They traded <laughs> away Antonio Morrison, who was their leading tackler last year, added really nobody there. They have your, your old, uh, guy, Reed Margus hunt. Um, uh, they are worse. Yeah, there's
3: there's a reason we
0: got he's rid of the, him.
1: They're, they're worse than the Packers. The the Packers. He yes, starting. he's starting
0: <laughs> for for the Colts.
3: Oh um, my god.
1: The, the the Packers are the same way. they just like, oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. It's all good. But the, the Colts take that to the extreme of like, if we can just get Andrew Luck back, we're fine. Screw everything else.
0: Yeah. Um. So Ryan Grigson kind of screwed that team. Um. So I I can't see them going too far, but I mean maybe Andrew Luck can steal them a couple wins. That's about as, as high as I can be on the Colts.
3: Marlon Mack, come on, Jim Irsay Mar- uh, said he was he was going to get what fifteen, yeah, something yards. like
0: that. Uh, and he, also he may not be ready for Week One, and Jordan Wilkins may get the start. So that's a little fantasy sleeper for you guys, because you know how good Colts running backs are.
2: Oh, they're the best. Cut from a different <laughs> cloth. I mean, Matt Jones, great Colts running back.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Pep, why don't you take it from here? Uh, talk about the defending division
2: champs, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. Ah, the only thing I don't like about them, you guys know this, Gus Bradley's not coaching them anymore. But hey, about Brown, they don't have so much spirit. Came in there and they he stole the job. And, you know, the O-line played a lot better last year. Blake Bortles took a Trent Dilfer role and just kind of didn't make as many mistakes and let the defense kind of do their do their work for him. And uh, we know now that all that money they spent on the defense is finally starting to pay off. Those draft picks, uh, Jalen Ramsey is really a standout name and becoming one of the premier corners in the league. And he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Leonard Fournette uh, probably going to have another big year. Hopefully, hopefully they can replicate that, but. They did win a division last year when in which Andrew Luck wasn't playing, John Watson <laughs> got injured, and the Titans were the Titans. So can they replicate that same success this year uh, is something I'm thinking about. And we hold a lot of standards like teams like the Eagles for winning the Super Bowl. But I think the pressure is kind of on them to replicate their success this year in that division.
3: Yeah, I mean, they overachieved greatly last year. And so... If their fans are expecting a similar season, uh, they it's could be, be in tough. for a disappointment. I, I mean, know. they just lost Marquise Lee. I don't... Is D.D. Westbrook, is, is the that their number, number bro- one? Keelan Cole. Receiver? Never really know. Keelan Cole. they number two. Westbrook.
1: But don't worry. According to a source on the Jaguars, football is easy. So I believe they will <laughs> score a lot of touchdowns.
0: Oh, and they're also a benefit because every other quarterback in the league is trash, according to uh, Jalen Ramsey, so...
3: Yeah, I really, really wish. I like. I just want to know his honest opinion on Blake Bortles if he's calling all these other quarterbacks <laughs> trash. Like, I wonder if there's any animosity between him and Blake Bortles or maybe the defense and Blake Bortles in general if they think that he is holding them back.
1: I mean, the Jaguars do a good job of taking Bortles out of the game and just letting them run the ball and rely on the defense.
3: That's not what you want from your quarterback. Though. It's not ideal.
1: I <laughs> it works for him, I guess. It, he
3: is like the true definition of a handoff quarterback. <laughs> as close as you can get.
1: I mean, they, they still scored over 400 points last year. Um, I mean, defense and special teams helps out with that. I mean,
3: I, that's true. They put up, what, 45 on the Steelers yeah. in the playoffs? What a great game. What a great game. <laughs>
2: I mean, reeb like that one. Maybe D.D. Westbrook yeah, and Keelan Cole can be the next uh, Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson minus the garbage time. It's just – it's you know it's something maybe Jags fans are a little nervous about, but they do have some big names there. I forgot to mention AJ Bouye, and uh, yeah, uh, sorry I cut you off. And
3: I, one, is one, Mercedes is Mercedes Lewis still no, kicking he's, around? He's finally gone.
2: They got ASD <laughs> now. Damn, Austin the Jenkins.
3: Austin Safari Jenkins. Geez.
0: Yeah, but one last thing to watch for for the Jaguars—they did kind of under the radar lose Aaron Colvin to free agency, who was their nickel corner who played really well last year. Uh, and they lost Paul plus to retirement, who I think has been a really solid linebacker for, for years. Um, so that could be something just to minorly make the defense just not quite as good. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Jack, uh, you got the Tennessee Titans, a very exciting team.
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll go ahead and save us some time on this podcast to just kind of get us back on track. Uh, t- <laughs> I'll be quick. Titans, Titans went 9-7 last year. Um, and they made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Celebrate that, Titans fans. Again, you got you got Andrew Luck coming back. You got Deshaun Watson coming back. You're not going to go 5-1 and one in the division again. Let me just tell you that right now. Uh, so I wouldn't expect nearly as much about them. Their key additions, they got Deion Lewis, who I think is a good player. Him and Henry will be. Just as good, if not a little bit better, honestly, than Demarco Murray. You get the passing element with Lewis, but I mean the backup quarterback's Blaine Gabbert now. So I mean, good on you, Titans. You're preparing for everything else. I I don't see I don't see too much uh, to to spend on Tennessee unless you guys do have anything. I like Mariota, the new coaching staff. I'm excited to see, but I, I don't think they're really going to be a playoff team like they were last year.
3: I just want to see somebody step up at wide receiver. I think Corey Davis has got to take that next step. What was he drafted last year? I mean, Nate, Top 10?
2: Number five.
3: Their best wide receiver in the
2: last six Number five, years. wow. Nate Washington.
1: Oh, Nate Washington's a decent player. You're right. Someone's got <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I mean, I, I liked Mariota coming out of school more than I liked um, well, Jameis. And I mean, I feel like I've been right in the NFL so far. But they just got an all right, all right defense. Um, and just an offense that doesn't excite. So, I mean, there's not too much to be said.
3: Do you guys think that this is I, I the think. year that Derrick Henry finally kind of breaks out?
0: No, not really. Or is he always? A chance deon Lewis is there. I, I don't
1: know. Well, Deion Lewis is better than people think. I,
2: I will give this to the Titans. They've had a couple good offensive linemen. Yes. Picks. Yeah, their offensive line
0: is good. Um, but why don't we move on?
1: Um, uh, no, actually, I think this is the most interesting division we've done yet. To say who do you think is winning this one?
0: We haven't. You know, I got the Texans.
3: Ooh. Gosh. If I'm gonna go on record, I'll say Jags are repeating. I'm. I'm going to buy into the Watson hype. I'm going Texans. Um,
1: I'm with the Jags. We're split. I'm excited to see how this goes down. I I think actually the Jags are going to take this. Not easily, but I think they're going to. No. (laughs) Shocker. All Uh, right.
0: Anyway, let's uh, move on. Uh, Reeb, why don't you take us with the uh, Chiefs in the AFC West?
3: The Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be a different looking team i would say with mahomes at quarterback um i think we just gotta wonder if mahomes is all he's hyped up to be um the coaches have really talked him up they started talking him up probably beginning of the year last year right after he was drafted there are always those whispers that he was gonna take alex smith's job um never happened he got in for a couple games i think just in garbage time um but yeah it's going to be a different looking offense I'd say um, and if he does not perform Pearson I know you're going to like this you know who he's got waiting in the wings give it to me Chad Henny. Chad yeah. Henney if he we does like not perform he's um, <laughs> exactly he's the star of pro football jokes podcast um, I think they should have an explosive offense they got weapons all over the place they got Tyreek Hill um gosh i'm blanking on names now travis kelsey running backs are solid i just i don't understand why they gave watkins all that money i still am baffled at that
0: yeah it's a little strange uh when he had less receiving yards than levy on uh, and he's getting paid more than uh
2: the Steelers <laughs> offered Bell.
3: It's a little bit what we I, talked yeah, but, about in our
2: first episode yeah. about the wider receiver market <laughs> and how it's
0: just oh, getting man. yeah. Let's not get back into that. There.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would say their defense is iffy to say the best. Um, two best players probably Eric Berry and uh, Houston. Oh, man, I
1: hope I hope Eric Berry. he I mean, he's been so resilient, but man, can he come back? Because that dude is a monster. They're a whole nother team when he's playing, but I don't know.
3: Yeah. The- so yeah, I think the part of their success will depend on if those two guys can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, that'll definitely be a, a big issue. Uh, their their defense, you know, wasn't great last year, and losing Marcus Peters is a is a big loss. So they'll we'll have to plug some holes there, but uh, we'll see if Eric Berry can make up for that. Anyway, why don't we move on? Pep, you got to talk about a team that's made a lot of noise recently. We kind of talked about them last week a bit. But uh, the Oakland, Raider, Oakland Raiders, still soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. How about the
2: Oakland Raiders, man? How about this team right here, man? <laughs> trade away a generational talent for a couple high-round draft picks. I can't quote uh, this competitor of ours, but there was a poll on their site that said, who won this trade, the Bears or the Raiders? And 71% said the Bears. And I have to say, I have to side with them on this one. Um they went ahead and traded away a generational talent, uh, decided paying him, just didn't want to pay him that Aaron Donald money. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a backwards move for them in that sense. But um, they made a couple moves in the offseason. They acquired Doug Martin in the backfield. Um, their Their offensive line is still pretty good. I just think... You don't know really what to expect from them this season. Will we expect more drops from Amari Cooper? Will we expect more drops from Jared Cook? Will we expect more just wild and consistent play from that defense? But, uh, I mean, the talent's there. I don't think they've lost as many people as we think they have since that 12-4 and season. It's just a matter of how they'll execute. But I think the AFC West is a really intriguing division to watch because I think how many, who's who's kind of left the division in Alex Smith and Khalil Max has kind of leveled the division out back to who can really take this thing. Um, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that.
3: I mean, I texted you guys. I said, at first, I thought I was in the minority. I thought it was a stupid trade for the Browns or the Bears. Um, that was before I saw all the picks that were exchanged. And I honestly feel like getting the second round pick back for the bears is a huge win for them. I was kind of shocked that the Raiders decided to give up a second round pick and Khalil Mack. Um, But I was just trying to remember when the last time was that a team gave up multiple first round picks to get a player and it worked out for them.
1: It just doesn't doesn't really happen. I mean,
3: I mean, you see it in the draft
0: all the time. It's not really like they people trade two first-round picks to move up uh, for a player. The Saints just did it to get Marcus Davenport, and I think they'll be extremely lucky if he ends up being even close to Khalil Mack. So, I mean,
2: uh, it's – A trade like this for a a generational generational all-pro talent.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's how you value a known quantity versus potential.
0: Right, I mean the the only issue with Khalil Hack is that you also have to give him this huge contract. Yeah. <laughs> but even even so, I think it was worth it for the Bears. Um, but uh, we had talked about this a lot last time, so why don't we I do have
3: a funny move something along? to say about the Raiders though? Oh. So I told you guys, feel free. I told you guys how there's a lot of Raiders fans at my work, and so obviously I came in early in the week to just mess with them for a little bit. And one of them wasn't there. So I asked where he was at and the guys were just like, yeah, he's at a court for a, a DUI. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds like a Raiders fan. <laughs> sounds <well Yeah>. right. <laughs> Uh
0: All right. Anyway, I'll take it from here. Um, Cause I have the Denver Broncos um, and the Broncos uh, add case Keenum, who I'm not that high on, but Announces their starter now officially, Royce Freeman, my sleeper in fantasy. I guess he's not much he's of a not sleeper. A sleeper. <laughs> okay, he, I said he was going to be the second best running back in the draft before he got drafted. True. Now everybody's you were high on him added. before
3: everybody else was. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I liked him before. It was yeah, cool, exactly. um, but uh, he's. I, I think he's going to be a beast. I think. There's no question that uh, the Broncos will have to lean on the run game, even though we still don't really believe in their offensive line, at least I don't really. Um, and then it's just the question of if their defense can be as good as it once was. I mean, Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, can they replicate what DeMarcus Ware and Vaughn Miller did? Um, the problem is they don't no longer have to keep the lead to, to be, be with their with Chris Harris on the back end. They still have Bradley Roby. And they added Pac Man Jones to go along with them. So maybe that'll help, help that out. But uh, I don't know if their defense gonna, isn't like as spoiler dominant,
3: alert. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. But help uh, they, do
0: have, <laughs> they do have DeMata Pecco to lead that d- defense. So, I mean, um, but I, if it's not as dominant as it was back in 2015, I don't see them really competing. Because, um, I mean, I don't know that Case Keenum can
2: replicate what he did last year. I mean, maybe Shane Ray performs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you guys... Yeah, they've been waiting for that. Do you guys think Chad Kelly starts a game this year? Is that I'm a... I'm going to say yes. Wow. I, 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 I kind
2: of think he part, is. guys. Well, is that <laughs> I mean, it's... We're not at the bold predictions part yet. I mean, he's That's the true. That's true.
0: If, if Keenum gets hurt or... He just doesn't play well. It's it's possible. I, I don't think they'd really bench him for Chad Kelly. It's hard to... I mean, it's possible if he really stinks. But, I mean, it's not like they're itching to start Chad Kelly. But I, I kind of have a feeling he could start a game. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up with uh, a lot of people's sleeper pick. Uh, I've always kind of liked this team. Uh, Jack, why don't you talk about the... LA oh, Chargers. Uh,
1: yeah, you've always been huge on Phillip Rivers, specifically in fantasy. And can't really blame um, And they do put up some points and some things. Uh, and there, there are storylines with it. But again, in in, in the um, uh, thought of trying to keep this thing moving and just really, you know, as I thought about this team, I was, I was digging into it a little bit. All that I could think of was this one question of it. Is this this? their year. Can the Chargers actually be a team that start off well and finish well? They seem to do one or the other and make some noise in the playoffs. So I just want to hear your guys' quick take on this. Do you think the Chargers will make some noise this year?
2: I think they win the division.
1: Hmm.
3: Over the Chiefs? I am not Uh, as high on them.
0: I, I, I definitely think they win the division. I... It maybe it's a little bit. I, I mean, part of it's that I don't really believe in the other teams in division, but I also kind of like I want to believe that this is their year. They have all the pieces for sure. Um, so I think that I, I really think that they can do it.
1: I'm actually, I, I, I'm I, just a spur of the moment as I've thought about this before. I'm just like, I can't believe in the Chargers. I can't believe in the Chargers. But as we're sitting here talking, I want to believe in the Chargers. I want Phillip Rivers to really be able to do something. They have some explosive weapons. I mean, Gordon and Allen, of course, and then just their defense actually. Uh, I mean, a lot of people know it, but if you're not really paying attention, their defense can, I mean, make some plays and. Um, I think it's going to be tough for them to get over the Chiefs. I think Andy Reid's a really good regular season coach, and they'll it, be tough to win the division. But I, I, they're going to be a playoff team, uh, and you're not going to want to face them in the first round.
2: That's a great point. Um, you know, I just think, also going back to my point, that some talent is l- coming out of the division. And also that defense is kind of getting slept on because of some of their woes in recent years. But they've got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. And a couple of good uh, good corners over there, Casey Hayward, and you know that defense isn't much to Trevor sleep on. Trevor Williams, sorry.
3: Do they do they finally have yeah. a reliable kicker? Ooh, they have Caleb Sturgis. Okay,
2: okay.
0: Thought they were they almost almost went with Robbie. I oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Phillip Philip Rivers' worst night there. Um,
0: All right. Well, that does it for the AFC. So now let's move to the NFC. Uh, Let's start with the NFC East and start with uh, why not the best team in the league? Uh, Pep, why don't you take it Uh away?
2: I've been thinking about this one all day and how should I come off as and I just got to be objective. And, you know, a lot of people have written off the Redskins as possibly getting last place this year in the division. And I don't see it, but I can see the reasons behind it. Um, There's a lot of I guess unproven, a lot of gray area stuff going on on the team. For one, I think personally the Alex Smith trade. Alex is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's just a winner. Got more more mobile, mobile plays in him, and he ups the play of at least the running backs and tight ends around him. He's reunited with Vernon Davis for when Jordan Reed does the inevitable and hurts something. Uh, that O line's going to come back healthy. On the defensive side, a lot of guys have to step up. We have a lot of second-year guys on the line, third-year guys, a lot of young guys on the line that need to step up. Our linebacking core, we've got Zach Brown heading that. Um, We've got Josh Norman, of course, but those guys in the secondary need to step up and DJ Swearinger and just play, make plays. Um, They didn't look good in the preseason, even though, as we know, that's not a great indicator of how to evaluate things but that run defense still didn't look promising so can that run defense step it up and just make a few stops this season i think alex smith and the guys can make some plays and up the play of the receivers around him and and uh chris thompson is a guy you shouldn't sleep on even though he's going to just be our third down guy he's great in passing situations and i don't know if what do you guys think? i think 16 and 0 of course
1: (laughs) <laughs> I, I, they're a good team i i've always been high on alex smith even back in his 49er days i thought they were silly to go with kaepernick i mean kaepernick took him to a super bowl so i don't think they're hurting too much about that but um uh, i really think alex smith is great and i think he'll get you guys moving in the right direction you mentioned i i, I think thompson was electric last year if he can come back healthy and nobody's really talking about him i, I mean alex smith has just as many tools as has ever really had as well and I mean, if Reed can play football, you guys will put up some points. So, I mean, I, I actually think the Redskins are the second best uh, team in that division.
0: Well, that's uh, kind of low on the Redskins. Yeah, the I don't idea. really.
3: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going wild card. <laughs> I mean, I don't see any of the predictions for going fourth into division. I, I've, I've seems... seen a lot of people say that. Um,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is because of people being high on the next team that I would like to talk about, uh, the New York Giants. Um, people are really high on this team because they added Saquon Barkley, getting Odell back, and you know those are great fantasy players. But to me, that's kind of the peak of their team. I don't see much help besides. That. I mean, they have some pieces on defense. I really like Landon Collins. Damon Harrison's good. Um, Janoris Dakins has been a pretty good player, but they have no corners behind Janoris Jenkins. They were they were the thirty first overall defense last year. Like everybody just kind of assumes that they'll be back to their good, back to the good defense they were two years ago. But I don't really see that happening. They lost some. They lost JPP, their best pass rusher. They lost Dom- Dominique Rogers uh, who was an All Pro that year two years ago. Uh, I I think, I mean, maybe they can, I don't think they'll be 31st in defense, but I don't think they will be a good defense either. And their offense, I just think they're kind of hamstrung by Eli Manning. I think he kind of limits oh, yeah. how much they can do as an offense.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I, again, I don't believe in the football giants. I just see them going fourth in division. They won three games last year. Maybe give them a couple more. I think Bartley's is going to be an impact player coming in, but, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, fantasy upside, absolutely. They're going to get touches. Beckham's going to score. That's what he does. But not, I don't think they're going to win games.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, why don't we keep it going? Uh, Jemp, why don't you take the Philadelphia Eagles, who play tomorrow night in the opener? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, man, heck of an opener. Read our pick-em. If you want to, to know who we really are leaning towards that game, I'm not going to give anything away here. Uh, but check out profootballjokes.com and look at our weekly pick 'em. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already do read that pick 'em, but go ahead and share it with everybody in now. But uh, back to the Eagles. Uh, and there's, there's a lot to talk about with them. Again, um, we'll have some more in depth pods over the season as we really break down some of these teams. But I mean, big question when does Wentz play? I think they're going to hold him out for a little while. I know Wentz wants to play, but he's really their future. Uh, and they feel like they can do enough stuff with Foles. Obviously won a Super Bowl with them, so I don't think they'll rush Wentz back, uh, which is a smart move on their part. But when he comes back, is he the Wentz that was fearless last year? That was amazing, unbelievable in third and long situations, making those big plays. I hope so because it's so much better for the league if if he is who he can be. Their team overall looks super deep. I mean, not. No real major holes. That offensive line has got a couple questions there. You know, some people come back from injury. We'll see how the, how they do. Um, but I, I, they're going to win the division again. They're going to be there unless they have some major Super Bowl hangover or something. I can't see, but I, they look to be um, a force again in the NFC. Did Jason Peters? Did
3: he play at all in the preseason, or is he still healing up? He did not play in the preseason.
0: I think he's going to be back for Week One, although I'm not positive.
1: Yeah, that, I mean that was the biggest question on their own line: is how how was he going to be coming back? But yeah. uh,
3: I mean, if he's not playing, are they are they starting Vitai at left tackle? Yeah, he has not <laughs> been good at the preseason. Really, yeah, his whole career has not been good. I think Miles Garrett just kind of had his way with him for most of that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, Eagles.
3: Yeah, that was not. Yeah,
1: I think it'll be another fun, fun year to be an Eagles fan. I'd be surprised if they made it back to the Super Bowl, but uh, they're going to win some games, put up some points, and uh, st- still going to be pretty tough to score against. Nobody wants to go against that um, aggressive defense. then.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we hit all the teams in this division. Right? Are there any more? <laughs> I
1: think we're. I think we're I think great. We're
0: oh, that's right. We got. Uh, America's team as they call it the Dallas
2: Cowboys
0: that is just I've never understood that yeah Reeb why don't you uh take take this one yeah
2: they're a football team moving on so
0: the
3: (laughs) all right (laughs) I don't I don't think any of you guys are going to argue with me if I boldly claim that this team has the worst receiver core in the NFL I agree absolutely um i don't who is the number one is it michael gallup alan hearns probably um but that's just honestly bring des back <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if he just ended up re-signing with dallas i mean they they need someone I mean, who's Dak going to throw to? Jason Witten's gone. He's got no safety outlet, I guess, except for Zeke. He's just going to go to Zeke every single play. That's why I'm drafting Zeke in fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. I do have concerns. They've had some just bad luck with their starting O-line over the past couple months. Travis Frederick got diagnosed with that autoimmune disease, and nobody really knows what's going to come of that. Um, he's not playing, right? He's not playing no, this No, he's week. not
0: playing. I,
3: I, it's looking, yeah, we uh, we really have no idea if he's going to come back this season or not. Yeah. And then uh, Martin got the hyperextended knee, so there are questions on if he's 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyron Smith is coming back from an injury from last year. So their line has questions. Connor Williams has struggled. Um, Was it Leo yeah. Collins, right? Yep. The, he has not been all that they've wanted out of a potentially first-round talent that dropped a little bit in the draft. Well, out of the draft. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Zeke will still be able to produce behind a line that is not, you know, all-world.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, I think he will. I, I don't really agree with all of the the hot takes of saying that he's not a good running back and he just has a great line. I think it's kind of a mixture of both. Um, and then on defense, honestly, the names that stick out to me are Jalen Smith, uh, Marcus Lawrence, and then Sean Lee. And I feel like over the past couple of years, I've heard more about what Sean Lee is and how good he is rather than yeah. seeing it. Because he's been injured so much. He just... I hear so much from announcers saying, uh, he's a great leader of this team. I really wish he was out or They really wish he was out there.
0: All right, we get it. Cowboys suck. But Cowboy he never suck. Is. Let's <laughs> move on to the, a- <laughs> the NFC North, sorry. Uh, and Jack, why don't you talk about uh, your favorite team, the uh, Detroit Lions? Uh,
1: absolutely. So I firmly believe this is the strongest top-to-bottom division in the um, National Football League, which... Uh, is is tough because the Detroit Lions went five and one in the division last year. Uh, so I mean, our, when we were nine and seven, so that I mean already makes it a little difficult for us. But so schedule is going to be harder uh, for the Detroit Lions now having Aaron Rodgers back as well as Mac uh, for the Bears. So we got some competition there, and we split our games with the Vikings. So uh, it's going to be a battle. I mean, I'm excited for it. Uh, potential to be frustrated is absolutely there, but. Uh, the struggle with the Detroit Lions uh, under Matthew Stabbard's career, honestly, is we just have not <laughs> beaten good teams. And so uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can see if we can turn that one around because it's important when you want to actually uh, be good at football. Uh, but the big questions here, we got a new regime, uh, new coach, as I had mentioned earlier. Matt Patricia no longer with the Patriots, except at the job with you know, the Lions uh, and I, I actually really don't know what to think. Preseason, I was not impressed by our preparedness and our new-look defense at all. Um, as I saw... Yeah, preseason was a I struggle saw, for you guys. I saw uh, third-string units of the Bucs um, rip us a new one as we started the in the third quarter, and our first-string offense did nothing. Uh, so that was bad. I mean, that's the only preseason game we won because our fourth-string came in and, and uh, destroyed them. But... Uh, yeah, not that did not uh, give me too much confidence. I'm still, I mean, obviously got to give him a chance. If Ziggy Ons is healthy, uh, I mean, he can wreck some havoc. I mean, Glover Quinn, I think, is underrated. I think he's a boss, and so they got some players. Um, the other question I have is, do you think this will finally be the season where the Detroit Lions have somebody who rushes for a hundred yards in a football game? Is it even possible? <laughs>
3: I asked the same question. It's got to happen. It's got to happen this year. Who, who, who I do think you think think carry on Johnson? What? Or Theo uh, or, or Riddick, maybe. Who go, knows? That? Freaking <laughs> love. Theo Riddick has, has had his shot to get 100 yards. Dude, I the love
1: Theo Riddick, man. You can't say anything bad about that guy. He's won his football games. That two minute drill, that guy, I would put all my defensive backs on him in those two minute drills. That's what we do. <laughs> he came out of the backfield. He's caught four passes in a row. They've got 60 yards. That's nah, the best. Don't tell anybody our seniors. I got to say,
2: with Zach Zenner um, out for the season, I say no. Nope, not bad. Oh,
1: gosh, man. I, like, I didn't <laughs> – I, yeah, it was uh, too emotional to bring that one up, man. Zach the brain, really the brains of the team, man. Uh, but also, I'm going to be interested to see, so far in the preseason, our loss of Eric Ebron um, hasn't helped us with the drops. <laughs> uh, I thought that was, oh, we get rid of the guy who drops the most. Suddenly he left, but left his hands behind and gave them to everybody else. So I don't know if they're wearing like air on gloves or something, because that sucks. Uh, not fun to watch.
3: <laughs> Jack, what are you expecting from Kenny Galladay this year?
1: Galladay, I like that guy. I thought he was going to have a big start to last year and that hamstring injury and kept messing him up. So if he gets his hamstring right, uh, he's an awesome third receiver for us. I mean, he's tall, he's big, he's good at going down the field. Got him and Marvin Jones going down with Golden Tate doing his things in Theoretic. Like, Riddick. There, there's such a way for us to have a dynamic offense. And I, would, I mean, we put up a bunch of points last year. I want us to see us actually like just continue to roll earlier on in games because we are so stagnant at the start until we're desperate.
0: Yeah. All right. Why don't we uh, move on here? Uh, I think in the interest of time, we're going to skip the Bears since we talked a lot about them last week uh let's get the packers the <laughs> we're good yeah but uh why don't we move on to the packers uh that would be you pep the chip
2: yeah i mean there's a lot to say about the packers and there's not a lot to say uh you know <laughs> what you see is what you get from the packers and aaron Rodgers is back so we're gonna see what he does there and how much better they play around him uh will Devonte adams step up this year and really Play to where he's slotted on the fantasy charts, which we all think is pretty high over here. Um, what's that backfield looking like? Is Alex's guy Jamal Williams really going to step up and be the guy on offense? Uh, on the offensive line, they've secured a few guys and Jamal Williams. They've they've got guys, you know. And Jimmy Graham will he recapture his brilliance a few years ago under Aaron Rodgers? But on that defense, still a lot of question marks loom. I think. Um, oh, we,
0: sh- we should give a quick shout-out uh, starting at middle linebacker in the first game, uh, our buddy Oren Burks, South Carolina. Really? Yeah, totally.
1: We're all, yep. we're all best friends. We know him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: big, big fan I, I was the on the football team with him. I'm sure he totally remembers me.
1: I played basketball with him before. <laughs> uh, I don't think he said one word. Dude, but,
0: cool story. But for
1: real, shout-out to Oren Burks. Uh, yeah. He could yeah, but he did awesome. go
0: to our high school uh, one year behind us. So, um, good to know he's doing more with his life than uh, we are. Dude,
1: I got I to got shout him. I love him. I follow him on Instagram. He's a lot of fun. Happens to play for my least favorite team in the league. So, that's a bummer, but he has a bright spot. He's, he was a leader at Vanderbilt while he was there. And, uh, I mean, a great dude. Loves Jesus, throws it up to him, and really tries to use the position and the thing that he has for more than just football, um, which is so cool. He helps his community and, uh, is puts a lot of effort onto the field, so I am excited to see him miss tackles as Theo Riddick burns him in the middle of the field.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I think I will take it from here. Uh, on the defending champs of the division, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and they have one of my favorite quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, who uh, I think should have stayed on the Redskins. Thought that would have been a good career decision for him, but. I think he makes the Vikings a lot better. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's been, I mean, over the past three years, he's been one of the top five quarterbacks statistically, which is the only three years he's been a starter. Um, So, and over those three years, he's also had a winning record, even if it is just barely a winning record, uh, despite having no running game and a bad defense uh, and,
1: are you saying and, bad and people, things about the Washington Redskins' uh, ball uh, uh,
0: I don't think I'd I thought say, they were going to go 16-0. Uh, they are, but I'm just saying things that have happened in the past that, uh, I mean, they still went 16-0, so I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, I mean, he also, like people say he has weapons, but I mean, his best weapon is Jordan Reed, who is almost never – or what I mean, his best weapon was Jordan Reed, who was almost never there. Sean Jackson was often injured. Uh that his last year Sean Jackson Pierre Garçon were gone. I mean, his yeah, offensive line stands up.
1: Diggs, Thielen, uh, I mean Cooks and um Rudolph are pretty dang good replacements for uh Reed.
0: Yeah, um and I I mean they I I think it's funny how people will defend Eli Manning and be like, oh you yeah, know, the, the Giants had a ton of injuries that he had nothing around him. I mean, last year, but Kirk had the same thing and put up top five, at least top ten numbers for quarterback last year, and people don't give him any respect. Um, but anyway, I think the Vikings clearly have a star set of defense. Um, I mean, those free agent teams certainly gave him some respect. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, I think he's okay with the, the money he got instead of the yeah of the sport.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, and, uh, I, and I think Minnesota is going to like that, so that's a good fit.
0: <laughs> that That's also good. Uh, the only issue is the offensive line is the only hole in the uh, Vikings team, but I think they're still. And they're well coached.
1: To- so, that, yeah, they're going to be a good play. So, if you had to rank the teams in this division, I think it's actually going to finish out um, the same way it did last year with Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay, then Chicago. Do you think it's going to flip much?
0: To me, I think the Bears can move up. I kind of think they could. Pass both the other teams. To be honest, didn't want to hear that.
3: <laughs> so sorry. I personally think it's going to be Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions. I'm sorry, Jack.
1: uh you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna bet on 34 year old Aaron Rodgers that uh, hasn't been able to stay healthy and a Packers team that can't play. But you know that's all right. No big deal. That's why he's that's why he's the unpaid intern. No big deal. <laughs> no, we're good. Do we want to move to the
0: uh, NFC South? Uh yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, and I believe, Jemp, why don't you uh, take the Saints?
1: Sure thing. Uh, th- this is just a super fun team. Uh, I I mean, who doesn't love Drew Brees and just the things that they do on offense and their weapons? I think Thomas is gonna have a great year. Uh, super excited to see that. And the the one thing is, I'm not very high in Kamara. Honestly, I mean, he I kept thinking he was gonna slow down last year, and he didn't. Uh, and he's I mean, everybody's super high on him this year, uh, and Ingram's out, so he's going to get more touches and all that kind of things. I mean, he's explosive. He made plays happen when I didn't think it was possible. So, I mean, I want him to do well. It's fun to watch. Uh, that that's kind of my only question mark on offense. Is he the same uh, guy? And then their defense is kind of what always the Saints defense is. They'll give up some big plays and some points, but they got some players back there that are going to are just hunting to to make some plays to swing games. But I I mean I they are probably my. Uh, favorites to take this division uh, I, I like the saints
0: yeah i'm with you on the alvin Kamara, uh you know opinion i think he's going way too high in fantasy i think i mean i think once mark ingram comes back you know Kamara doesn't have to be that every down back he can be that complimentary player i don't think he's going to maintain Ingram's good crazy efficiency that he had last year but he doesn't have to be that good uh uh, but I, I've said all along that this is the best team in the NFC, probably the entire NFL. because um, I think their defense will be quite good, actually. I mean Mart Marshawn Lattimore is an emerging star. I think he'll be in contention for the best corner in the NFL this year. I he he was already in contention for it last year, to be honest. I mean, he was probably top five. Um but I, I think he'll really like emerge as, you know, him he and Jalen Ramsey be the two best uh pretty soon here um and then cameron jordan's been a beast as their best pass rusher and they got a little bit of depth that marcus davenport works out and alex okafor is pretty solid as well um not not a ton of depth but they have enough to get a little bit of rotation there um i think their defense will be will be good i mean the offense should be the the backbone of the team
3: but
1: I I still, my, my, the reason why I can't get behind a Saints defense is every time I think about the Saints defense, I just think about Ryan being their defensive coordinator, giving 50 (laughs) points, like scratching his head. (laughs) So that's always what I picture. So I, I, they probably are better than I'm giving them credit for, but they are a dang good team and a pretty fun division. So, I I mean, I'm excited to see how they they stack up.
3: Do you think there's any sort of psychological aspect of them coming back after such a crushing defeat uh, i i do kind of want to just
0: for marcus williams in particular if he's kind of yeah but i, I mean i don't think it's the team yeah
1: itself. i mean he seemed to respond initially in the moment in his interviews afterwards the kind of way you'd want him to i mean he was hurting he was admitting that but i mean he was he's just looking forward to next year and his teammates were picking him up i think he'll keep on um keep it on uh but the other thing that i just find interesting is there. i mean their pickup of teddy two gloves we talked about the trade before and i can really go into it but It will be interesting to see if, I mean, he shouldn't get any playing time in the near future, but if he'll be the the guy leading the Saints in years to come.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, why don't we uh, move on here? Uh, Reeb, why don't you take the Atlanta Falcons?
3: Yeah, this is uh, another team that I think has very high aspirations in this division. Um, I don't know if I would put them quite on the level of the saints, but I still think this is a very talented roster. Um, Probably one of the best offenses in the league. I'm just worried about Steve Sarkisian. You know, he had his first year last year and it was not, not great Um, compared to Kyle Shanahan. It was a bit of a step back with a lot of the same players. So I'm excited to see if he'll improve at all in his second year with this team because I know there's a lot of offensive coordinators that would love to have Julio Jones in a backfield like that. Um, I really don't see too many weaknesses across this roster. You know, Dan Quinn has that defense flying around aggressive. I mean, we've seen his defenses at Seattle in the past, and I think he's done a decent job of bringing that over to Atlanta. Um, I'm a bit higher on this division than you are Alex. Um, so I honestly feel like the schedule is something that could be an impact for the Falcons just having to go up against the saints twice. Um, I'm higher on the Panthers than you, than you might be. Um, and then even though the bucks, you know, they haven't done much the past couple of years, I still think there's talent on that roster, which it's always going to be a tough game in the, in the, in the division.
0: Yeah. I I think the Falcons are incredibly talented. Um, it's just how far can they actually go in the playoffs uh, if they make it
3: there, which I think they will. But. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they'll make the playoffs. It's just this is such a loaded
0: NFC. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. I feel like it's going to be hard for all of these teams to meet expectations. Yeah. Um, but yeah. why don't we uh, go to me, uh, and I will take the Panthers, which you kind of touched on. I'm a little bit lower on the Panthers than a lot of people. I know they made the playoffs last year. I I predicted them to make the playoffs last year. I thought they were going to have a bounce back year. I thought they were talented. I don't feel as st- I don't feel that way this year. I mean, they. I think they have a great front seven like they always do. Um, they're. I mean, grade might even be stretching it because I. Their edge rushers, I mean, do you really want to count on a 38-year-old Julius Peppers to be your best edge rusher? Uh, I mean, Mario Addison's there, too. I don't want to discount him, but they don't have a lot of depth there. Um, I think their secondary is very poor. I They don't have very good corners. I mean, they drafted Dante Jackson in, like, the third or fourth round. I can't remember now. But he's going to be starting opposite James Bradbury, who really has been kind of up and down. Um and their offensive line is certainly an issue. I mean, it wasn't great last year, and then they lost their best offensive lineman in Andrew Norwell. Um, they have some injuries, too. Daryl Williams is a little banged up. I mean, that he should be fine you know, going forward. He might miss week one. But um, regardless, I'm not very high on their offense. Like, a lot of people are really high on Christian McCaffrey take that next step. I kind of disagree. I don't think I've seen much from him at the pro level to think that he can be a Feature back. Uh, I'm, I'm
1: with you on that. They found some fun ways to use him in the passing game and different things. Like he'll be a weapon, but I, I'm not nearly as high on him as a lot of people
0: are. Yeah, and their receivers. I mean, I like DJ Moore, but it's hard when you really count as a rookie. Like rookie receivers often don't work out. You know, don't make an immediate impact. Um, Devin funches is fine, but nothing special. I mean, you're, you're really counting on Cam Newton to carry the offense, and that's just tough. You, can't always do that unless he just regains his MVP form of 2015. Um, so I don't think the Panthers are going to be all that good.
1: Yeah, no big disagreements here. They'll be a, a strong competitive team. You don't want to play them, but uh, yeah, it'll be tough for them to repeat the same 11 and 5 playoff uh, performance they yeah, had last year.
0: Yeah, somebody from that NFC got to miss out. I don't think it's going to be the same exact six.
3: Yeah, we're. We're high on a lot of NFC teams that <laughs> mathematically, it, just, it can't work out they, for they, all of there's these There's some
1: good football Speaking to be played. high on
2: NFC teams, let's talk about NFC teams we're low on. And I guess I'll close our section <laughs> out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like they're kind of the Tennessee Titans of the NFC. Like, looking at the roster, they have a lot of really good names on there. <laughs> they have a lot of good names to look at. Um, maybe not like the Titans, they don't have a great offensive line, but they have – Big names on defense. Brent Grimes is still playing. Kind of a surprise there. But Vernon Hargreaves, good cornerback. You know, Chris Conte, uh, Levante, David, uh, Gerald Gerald McCoy. Um, and then that backfield has apparently just disappointed everybody this offseason, um, especially in the preseason. Ronald Jones, I remember him before the preseason going in like the first six rounds. And yeah, he got the actually... quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Pearson, uh, I'm actually doing a fantasy draft right now. I drafted him in the 14th
2: round. <laughs> so <laughs> or how mighty have fallen, God. and now a lot of people believe in Peyton Barber. And then their first four games, they've got Ryan Fitzmagic, who he's playing on his 15th NFL team by now. Uh, the the division's too good. It's too competitive right now. And I, I just don't see the Bucks really having a chance this time around. Uh, but maybe Dirk Cutter can turn it around and listen to this podcast and prove me wrong but I think that's
1: who's going to emerge at tight end oh, for the Buccaneers that's a battle How- everybody's curious O.J.
2: Howard or Cameron o. Howard. Cameron yeah. braid actually got some of the better days last year he did I think it could
0: be kind of a breakout year for O.J. Howard I guess I, I I don't know I haven't really thought about it because they're the Bucks.
1: not going <laughs> to matter <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah they're 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 uh warm buttery toast there in Tampa Bay sorry <laughs> yeah, but about that I guys but that, uh, a, uh, a nice front seven they'll win a
2: couple games they shouldn't win let's say that but they won't be great all right that's nice nice of you to say okay. um <laughs> anyway let's
0: move on to the last and the last division that we have to talk about today the NFC West uh so why don't we start with uh I, you know I'll get I'll get us started off uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so a lot of people are actually kind of hot. Like, they, a lot of people are picking them as kind of a sneaky team in the NFC. But I I mean, again, <laughs> we're just high on so many teams, I just don't see it happening. Like, the Cardinals have have some good players as starters, but to me, they have no depth anywhere uh, other than maybe quarterback and maybe running back with Chase Edmonds coming in. Uh, but I but at every other position where you need a lot of players, like I just don't really see it. It's uh, uh, they, they have, you know, their their corners are terrible other than Patrick Peterson, uh, like always. I mean, they, they got Jamar Taylor, who is at least startable on the other side and maybe if he plays well, that's usually when the Cardinals are good, when the person opposite Patrick Peterson is able to play, play decently. But last year they were eight and eight and people are like oh yeah that was without david johnson and whatever but they were a bad eight and eight team like they beat they beat some bad teams by the skin of their teeth to get to eight and eight um and i i don't really see them you know get in this tough nfc getting more than like five wins maybe six but that's just my take
3: You don't think David Johnson with that rebuilt offensive line can I, win him a few more games?
0: I like David Johnson. I just think the NFC is too tough. Uh.
1: Yeah, the car the they're in a they're in a rough spot. I mean, sorry, Arizona, like they're gonna play hard. They got some stuff to watch, but you're looking at if they get back to eight eight, you should be kind of celebrating.
3: How many games does Sam Bradford make it before he inevitably gets injured and Josh uh, Rosen like three, gets thrown to the fire? Josh
2: From Rosen kind of looks like Sam Bradford and he might get injured after two. And then they're giving Ryan Lindley a call. I That's how I see this season going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's not even a bold prediction. That's actually just I mean, prophecy life. right there. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah, funny.
2: But, yeah, I think they're just thin at every single position, except quarterback, weirdly enough. But, I mean, who do you have faith in at tight end? Who do you have faith in at wide receiver other than Larry? I mean, Christian Kirk's unproven. Um, Did they cut J.J. Nelson? Is he still on the team? He's still on the team. Okay. I think Chad Williams is supposed to start
0: opposite Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, Yikes! The NFL owes Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> something. It should make him an award for him this year. <laughs> not man of
2: the year. Just give him a Superman of the Year badge to wear for every game.
1: Yeah, something he can put on his jersey. Other than the captain and some, make him not have to wear an Arizona Cardinals yeah. jersey. Something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Such a right. bummer. Why don't we uh, move on, uh, Jim? Why don't you take the Seattle Seahawks?
1: Yeah, Seattle, I mean, the best thing they have going for them is they have the best quarterback in this division. You can debate me with Jimmy G, or uh, I don't really think you'll debate me anywhere else. There's some good quarterbacks there, but um, Russell Hustle and Bustle is uh, quite the player, honestly. Uh, but my big question is, is he going to live? Is he going to survive this year? I mean, he's had so much of a workload on him over these years. Awful lots of, uh, offensive line. They've kind of given up on trying to have a good running game. I know they got a new back and some stuff, but uh, – Baldwin's even kind of hurt limping into the start of the season is do you guys think Russell is going to be not just fantasy dominant like he is but someone that continues to keep Seattle relevant
3: yeah I'll believe in Russell Wilson until he proves me wrong I think he just has done so much with so little on that offense I think you got to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah,
0: I think he'll, like, make his team competitive. It's hard for me to see the team really doing anything. They're, they're just, again, the NFC so loaded, and they don't have a lot of pieces.
3: Um, <laughs> what is the status with Earl Thomas? I know he just got – he showed up. He reported, but yeah, it seems like I there's still some animosity he's between them. Definitely –
1: He's been talking about being disrespected and does not enjoy yeah. being there anymore.
3: Yeah. That's never a good sign for one of your star
0: for sure <laughs> defensive uh, players. And I they they also just have so thin at receiver. I just I, I don't know how that's that's gonna work. Doug Baldwin has been had a nagging injury.
1: That was my other my other question for Seattle. It's just kind of, where, where do they go? They had such a great run. They got Russell Wilson. They've lost so many of their key defensive players because they had to pay him and they couldn't turn injuries and get rid of him. All, all these kind of things. It's just kind of like, where do they go? Do they find a way to just take this year off knowing the NFC is just too much for them and to try and retool and get some pieces going forward? Like, What do you do if you're Seattle? you keep trying to extend this run that's really at its end? I guess you just if you're
2: Seattle, you stop paying offensive linemen completely and just – fire everybody and take that (laughs) game and just (laughs) let Russell run for his life because that's the only thing that worked for him. You know, me and Alex are talking about this. Without Russell Wilson, they'd probably go 0-16. I mean, there is nobody else that can survive in that offense. It's just kind of a travesty that they've gone on this long doing this, and then they give Tyler Lockett that extension, (laughs) and he's probably making more than the whole offensive line combined. Like every time he drops back, I like throw my fork while I'm eating dinner. Like, do you guys see this <laughs> every year? Every year, he's running for his life every play, and if they're running the ball, they just get stuffed oh. at the line, and then nobody <laughs> provides for us. It's just,
1: sorry, I got on a tangent. <laughs> no, you're not. It's just Dude. facts, man.
3: Will anybody defend their first-round pick? Does anybody think <laughs> no. Rashad Penny um, was a good decision for them? I think maybe at that,
1: but
2: uh, you know, Alex, Alex is right. It's Chris Carson's backfield, so they should have, in hindsight,
1: remembered yeah, that. Should have but...
0: just, just taken Royce Freeman in like yeah. the second or third round.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, just t- some tougher times for Seahawks. They're always fun to watch. They got a great home field. Those kind of things. I mean, they. Lost. I mean, they're four and four at home, but still, I mean, it's a tough place to go in and play, uh, and so they'll be they'll be dangerous. But uh, yeah, their times of being the um, the class of the NFC are far behind. Thank them. Goodness.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk about uh, another team that I know uh, has Pearson tends not to like, but uh, that's why our we give it to our unpaid intern, the
2: uh, Los Angeles Rams.
3: Pearson, you are not a fan of the Rams.
2: Well, I guess I I, I, I like their management. Yeah, now. I didn't he, like how Jeff Fisher that one time sent out their captains against us when or not captains.
0: Oh, okay, uh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They Greg but, Robinson. Yeah. Great draft. Yeah, now the Sean uh, we we're, we're cool.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this is a team I'm very excited to see. Um, they had a. a Pretty crazy offseason, just spending money left and right. It seems like, you know, they bring over Brandon Cooks, they get um, a friend a friend of the podcast Dominic and Dominican Sue. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, who was that? <laughs> they work out a deal with Aaron Donald, they get Marcus Peters, they get Akeem Talib. The stars that they have on defense. I think it's the most star-studded defense in the entire league. Whether that translates to a number one defense, you know, we'll see. Um, but I'm very excited to watch this offense in year two with Sean um, Where Did they end up being the number one offense last year? I don't remember.
0: Um, they, they, they were the highest score. If they weren't, offense. it they was weren't like... The, the, not in terms of yards. Okay.
3: It was a crazy improvement from two years ago with Jeff Fisher. And I just... I feel so bad for the St. Louis fans. Yes, they had the greatest show on turf, but they dealt with probably about a decade of just average to bad years with the Rams. And then they leave, go to LA. And in two short years, they're seemingly Super Bowl contenders all of a sudden. And they seem to just have unlimited amounts of money because they got golf on that rookie deal. Um, I don't know. What are your guys' opinions on Goff? I personally do not think he is a great quarterback. I think he's just part of the system and benefits a lot from McVay's coaching. Um, I agree,
0: and I don't know. It's tough for me. I I love Sean McVay, and I I kind of wonder if he can kind of keep it up with Jared Goff. Uh,
1: I mean, he I, seems ever, to be everybody had to study what they did on offense to turn that around, and use a quarterback like him. I mean, it's Gurley that gets that that team really. I mean, revved up and going.
3: It scares me that yeah, they as long as they have those weapons, got shut down. Well, it scares me that their playoff showing last year was not great. Yeah, they they did not perform that well.
0: Uh, I, I wonder if like teams kind of start to figure it out a little bit towards the end, later in the season. I mean, they they played well down the stretch, so I mean, it's probably not not the case, but I. I do wonder just how long I can keep this up where Sean McVay is kind of
2: leading the, the hey, offense. I think you're completely right. I, it, it is cool to see Sean McVay uh, go be successful somewhere else other than Washington, but what's not to like about this team? You know, they, They've they got the combination of Sue and Donald on the line. They've made so many acquisitions this offseason, and it's like, how did you even get the cap room for this stuff?
3: Yeah, I don't understand it. The only thing I'll say is I don't know who is rushing the quarterback. I don't know who where their pass rush you have, is coming from. They
0: have Samson Ebukam. <laughs> I want to say his name. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but it's uh, never a good sign. And they have Matt Matt Longacre. So those are their starting edge rushers, uh, which is not not a great sign. Um, but I I I just. I find it hard to to doubt. Like, if Aaron Don—I mean, my only way that they can succeed is if Aaron Donald and Dominique are just so dominant inside that it just doesn't matter, and they just get a free rush. At like, I'm so excited. To easy opportunity. Oh, I I do think they actually they moved Dominic easily to 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 outside linebacker, who has been you know a defensive tackle for most of his career, so. We'll see how that works out. Um, But, you know, maybe they just put Michael Brockers in there too just to eat up blocks on the inside to try to free up the edge guys. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, let's move on to the final team. I wanted to save them for last because I know Pep really believes in them, thinks they're going to win this division, as he called at the end of last week. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers. I do,
2: and I appreciate you saving them for last and and assigning them to me. Uh, I'm not saying that you're my boss by assigning me tasks. I think we're uh, kind (laughs) of at the same level. Anyway, um, yeah, this team, the 49ers, um, it was kind of cool to see them give John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan a chance at the same time, and I think John Lynch realized right away we have some cap, let's spend it they spent some cap, maybe overpaid some guys like Kyle Juice Chick Juice Chick how do you say that Juice Chick I think I'm close enough Juice Chick I, I think i think our viewers are yeah, still listening that's fine <laughs> um, <laughs> i think you know he brought in guys like that and Pierre and some vets and then they had a good draft uh, is Ruben Foster playing or not fellas i can't remember
3: I he, do not remember is, the status on He that. is playing. Uh, he got it cleared. Uh, the, I think everything. Oh, that's right. Did the, yeah. the charges got dropped. Yeah. They've right? uh, yeah. got some or promising
2: young guys on that defense. And I think bringing in Garoppolo <laughs> last year, I won't say he's going to go undefeated this year, but Garoppolo clearly changed the team up a little bit. And that was pretty clear when he put 44 on the Jags and then beat the Rams on the road for their last two games of the season and they looked like a pretty good six and 10 to me um they've got hopefully a good running game I mean Alfred Morris looked good in the preseason I'm totally biased for him and I think Kyle Shanahan's a little bit familiar with him and how to use him and I also love what Kyle Shanahan does and bringing in former Redskins Aldrick Robinson hopefully made the cut I can't remember if he made the cut for the team but he he's a low-key deep threat if he did and
3: he want to say he did guys he
2: had before and you know nope, he did not make the team sorry sorry Pearson he got cut yeah he did he'll get his chance He's a free agent. someday someday maybe <laughs> but, um but he just brings in guys he knows and and uh I, I'm just big on this team uh I think maybe Marquise uh Marquise Goodwin could be a sleeper this year um in terms of his numbers down the road last year and how Jimmy Jimmy G used him, uh, George Kittle's a interesting question mark. Probably I'm going to be on the lower end of targets than I think he'd be, but he he showed some promise last year. There's just a lot to like about this team, and I'd say they win the division. Uh, maybe you guys are right; they go wild card, but
3: I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for them to win the division over the Rams. Yeah,
0: I I I don't I don't think they're gonna get in the playoffs this year. I don't think their defense is quite there yet. They they don't they lost some of their key edge I mean, keys even stretching it, but they don't have a lot of edge rushers either. Um there I, I like their cornerback group, but overall I just don't know if their team's quite quite ready yet.
1: Yeah, I'm in agreement. they d they're they're definitely better than they were without um Jimmy G, but they uh I don't see him making the playoff run this year. Maybe maybe the year after will be their time.
2: I love Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. man. How and, about and that guy? That,
1: you,
0: did you even mention Alfred Morris, dude? I did. I did earlier. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, sorry. That, I'm in a yeah. fantasy draft, so you know it's it's tough. Would you guys like this <laughs> time to just uh, my team? Multitasking. Team? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Pierce? Lead
2: draft is done. So oh, wow. I've ended up with Carson Wentz, <laughs> Jordan Howard, Jamal Williams, Pierre Garcon, Keenan Allen, Austin Hooper, Robbie Anderson in the Flex, Harrison oh, Butker, okay. 49ers defense for the bench, Andy Dalton, Alfred Morris, Adrian Woo. Peterson, Keelan Cole. Philip Dorsett, and Giants defense that auto-drafted because I was talking about the 49ers. <laughs> well, love it.
0: Um, all right, let's finish up real quick with our quick bold predictions for week one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, my bold prediction is will occur in the Bengals-Colts game. I'm going to predict that John Ross will catch a pass.
3: Dang. I hope you are correct, or else something has gone um, very wrong in that game. <laughs>
1: uh, if I'll, I'll go next. Uh, mine is with the uh, great quarterback name starter, Nathan Peterman. I believe he is going to complete two passes <laughs> to the other team. Only two. <laughs> All right, that is bold. <laughs> it is very bold.
3: I am going to say in the duel between Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady I think Deshaun throws more touchdown passes than Tom Brady. Oh, okay.
2: Oh. Jack, you and I were in the same thinking, man. <laughs> you stole uh, your your bold prediction. Well, it was about Nathan Peterman. Can I still make a bold prediction about Nathan Peterman? Because sure, why not? Absolutely, he's going
1: to do a lot of bold things. He's going to do mean, many bold. He's a good I enough I think joke.
2: he'll throw less than three interceptions.
0: Oh, nice. All right. Well, that's okay. basically the same bold prediction, but it's a... <laughs> 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 you know, it's fun. You guys are both equally bold. Um,
1: <laughs> thank you thank you
0: anyway um i think that'll do it for us we kept it down to an hour and 42 minutes <laughs> um so hopefully our next podcast will be a little shorter when we don't have to talk about all 32 like that um as much as we love to do it we we didn't get the We're 32 in 32 but uh <laughs> 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 yeah next time we still skipped over the <laughs> All right. we did 31 in uh 102 <laughs> so um uh, <laughs> Anyway,
2: four. next time we'll just talk about the Bears for two hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. For uh, Reed, the unpaid intern, Jem 3220, and Pep, the chep. Uh, I'm your host, A. Hey, uh, Ox. Uh, this was the Pro Football Jokes podcast season preview. So uh, we'll see you next time.
3: Good job,